0: Hello, hunters, and welcome to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast, Season 3! I am Matt Acevedo, joined, as always, by my amazing, my Ultimate Fictional co-host, Christian
1: Humes. Really bearing the lead, because the Ultimate Fictional co-host is actually... That's right. ...the real, the third musketeer to our trio here. That's right. That is Emily Jacobson. Emily, welcome Hello. to Season 3.
2: Yes. It- it is good it to is be official. here. Whoo! Emily, uh, I hope you,
0: I'm glad you're here because we have a lot of work ahead of us and we're really happy that you are, are officially on the podcast to help us decipher what is the next Ultimate Fictional character and who can debunk potentially debunk our our winners from seasons
2: one and two. I'm excited. You know what? A new season, it's always just fresh, crisp. Who's gonna who's gonna be pulled out of that bowl? Who's gonna go up against each other? I think that's the most fun part.
1: That's right. It's so exciting to have a fresh new set of characters to start with because that the end of the season is always just so so ruthless it feels like. <laughs> um and it's so fun at the start because it's so much easier to go like easy on everyone and just have fun with it because there's no stakes at the beginning of it. Uh I'm so excited and I'm so excited to have Emily here and yeah. start season 3 with three people.
2: That's, That's crazy. crazy
1: um i feel so selfish to get to do this uh in a time when we could all use a little joy so i am i'm am gonna selfishly you guys can just try and uh enjoy this through me but i have the bucket here in my hand and uh i'm gonna pull we've never done it this way but this is the first time of characters live here on the episode um let's do it i'll just try to do all four right now or just do two and then we'll do the other two? Oh, that would really mix it up what do you think emily
2: I think we should just do two and two, because I don't want my mind to be tainted. I don't want to be thinking about that. somebody else while I'm debating oh, yeah. our first group.
0: That's good. So here we go. All our right. first matchup of season three. Who do we got, Christian?
1: Well, they're coming out of a little lime green post-it note. And, uh, the Christian and fold just, is real, by the way. It yeah, is. and it's been a bit since these have been open, so... <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, if we're talking about an OP character to start out with, there's no one more OP seeking a vengeance from the season two finale than Janet from The Good Place. Wow.
2: Dang.
1: Famously, uh, our listeners will know that Michael from The Good Place lost in the season finale of season two for the championship match. So Janet is here. Um, Wow. That is is a big pull for our first episode.
0: well, The Good Place get redemption? Janet's a strong know. character, too. She's my favorite on the show.
2: Janet, oh, yeah. I think Janet's a lot of people's favorites, but we can't talk about that gosh. now. We can't talk about it.
1: It's so hard, though. It's so hard. Um, okay. Here's one that uh, I luckily submit, so I know what the context of it is because there is no last name, and it's because it's Jonas from The Giver. It's oh, the my god! The character in The Giver, a.k.a. The Receiver. Is oh, man.
0: You're gonna make me like dive into eighth grade literature class. Yes, same. I'm having to, to flash out. back.
1: Uh, <laughs> so you know what? The Jays are gonna go at it, and we're gonna see who comes out on top. But um, at least we got to We got two strong people. This is gonna be one hell of a season. Uh, let's let's begin. Who wants to kick us off with Janet?
0: Okay, Emily. <laughs> do you, Emily, do you, do you know much about Janet? Oh, I know a lot.
1: Why don't you, you watch the whole series at this point I, yeah we are
2: i haven't gotten through the whole series i think i got through a good chunk of it on netflix but i know it just earlier this year
0: okay yes. well, well janet kind of has uh as all the characters do but i think you know janet has a along with her and michael i think have the biggest change in my opinion um janet is of course like this all-knowing sentient ai basically that is able to answer any question and and you know perform any task at, at any given moment when asked um but evolves into kind of the sentient being that has realizes emotion and falls in love and and, and kind of has this whole 180 um and it's like one of the only you know like so for her i think she's like right up there she has like a big as drastic of a turn as michael in my opinion even though i know everyone else in the show has you know turns i I, nothing it's not as to me like there's not as like earnest to me as like the as ted danson was and janet i think they're my they were my favorite character arcs yeah personally okay
2: i mean i think some of the best moments from the show too involve janet janet is this fantastic um in that yeah i love she has this humanity like panic situation so anytime she's threatened to be turned off she immediately becomes more human which leads to one of the best moments ever in the show um and yeah you get to see like there's not only there's not only like kind of if we're going to spoilers not there's not only these heaven janets there's also these hell or just the good place janets but there's also the bad place janets but yeah this janet is so unique because she was taken from the good place and through her through being in the bad place and through her her time she is no longer an AI. She is, like, I love characters who have the what-does-it-mean-to-be-human journey. Uh, Data from Star Trek, Odo from Star Trek. Uh, and just <laughs> basically all the characters that learn what it means to be human are usually my favorite Star Trek characters, uh, Spock. Uh, and yeah, just I think those are some of the best characters that we see humanity explored within. Because it's like, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be influenced by your experiences and to be one of a kind and to evolve
1: okay that is i mean i have so, a couple of things i would add to that but i'm gonna wait because i do want to introduce jonas and then and then after i talk up jonas i'm gonna uh well we get back to jana i'm gonna say something about jana but uh it's also very good i i mean the the way you compare it to data is i like spot on like and he is I think my favorite character in Star Trek next gen. So that tells you how much I like Janet as well.
2: <laughs> has he been in the bucket yet? Has he been pulled yet?
1: Data has not um, been pulled yet. I don't we've only had Wesley Crusher pulled yeah. from Star Trek oh, so far.
2: That boy.
1: Hey, listen. <laughs> Wesley Crusher is a better character than people give him credit. Uh and he better show up in Picard. He got if he slapped. has already, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> but we're talking about Jonas. And Jonas is an incredible character because he actually also comes from a world mm-hmm. in which he has a clean slate. In fact, his universe that he lives in is a – he lives in sort of a dystopian future where a lot of things have gone wrong in the outside world. So the society came together and created their own little, like, pocket society where they keep everyone inside. People don't realize that. They just think, like, the outside world essentially is gone at this point. And within that society, they created their own – utopia we think it's a utopia and as the story goes we find out it's not but that's actually in some ways so similar to janet because janet it's funny because michael lost and michael's whole journey was like he came from all like a world essentially of like pain and he didn't understand joy and loss um so like he didn't understand how like the bad things that he understood also kind of coincide with the good things and how that balance makes life worth living and with Janet Janet just came from like pure like information and like she had no she had no difficulty like she didn't have any of the problems so like she had to learn like learn to be human in the reverse of Michael by like she had to learn what loss was she had to learn what like pain was she had to learn what like having something to lose means Um, and Jonas is kind of the same because he he is the receiver at the age of 10 I believe it was or maybe it was 13 Everyone is given a task, a job, and suddenly, like when they call his name, he's not given one. They just they they skip his name. I guess it was during like the um role receiving day, which everyone gets their positions. And then if it turns out like the government like pulls him aside the next day and they send him like his like here's where you need to go, and he's actually gonna receive all of the memories from the man, the Giver, which means eventually Jonas would become The the Giver, and the Giver holds. This is where it's a little sci-fi, but he like actually like physically holds the memory of all the the previous worlds. Like literally, these people don't see in color, they don't feel emotions, yeah. they don't really have dreams, and so the, the giver is able to pass these things on to Jonas so that humanity can retain them. Um, and as he does that, Jonas learns to be what it means to like actually live a life of meaning and like to have things to fight for and to lose. Right. And like what humanity has lost by building this safe haven, where it's like you'll have a job, you'll have food, you don't have to worry about those things, and everything will be taken care of. But also, like, what is a life without risk? What is life without like real free choice and free will? Yeah. And Jonas has discovered that in the same way Janet does.
0: It's it's a very big fu to I can say that right that that's yeah that's yeah. safe. It's a very big fu to like you know these kind of. Uh, th- these these higher powers, you know, what I mean, like, uh, if if I like, if I remember in The Giver, I remember him literally fleeing this town. Mm-hmm, um, yes, like he literally runs away, and like they're after him the same way that the people from like the bad place are like, you know, uh, are after like Janet and them when they're trying to, you know, uh, like, prove the judge wrong and stuff like that. So it it, it feels like if I feel like there's a lot, of, it feels very similar, which it, which is surprising.
1: It is. It is. It's extremely similar. Like it's it's weird how much these mirror each other because with the good place, it's all about like humanity discovering themselves and what it means to, like the fact that like there is no necessarily like good. There is no like ultimate moral good. Like there's always going to be like problems and life yeah. is messy and it's all about just trying to do better and trying to be better. Yeah. Um. And it's and literally the giver,
0: in like. And what I like about the the imagery and the giver is that it's literally like kind of defined by the color it plays a huge part into it. Yes. Do um, you guys remember that game Toontown? The... Free to, I think it was like oh, a free to play online game. My Toontown. Gosh, no! You're bringing no, Toontown
2: into this argument, man. Well, well, well
0: here's <laughs> what here's what the Giver Society what if the people if did it when I when <laughs> I was like growing up. I always saw the Giver, like the high society of the Giver, looking like the bad guys in Toontown. These like the suits cogs, with gray. The you know cogs what I'm talking about?
2: from yeah, yep, the
0: cogs from Toontown. <laughs> That's what I always imagined them looking like, dude.
1: Have... I mean, for me, The Giver has always been Pleasantville. <laughs> Have you ever seen Pleasantville? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what it is, essentially. It's this idea that, like, sure, we could make this, like, creepy society where, like, everything works. But then, like, there's no there's no color to life without, like, some risk to it. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I, I like... guess here here's where it gets tough. Because, Emily, yeah. you love Janet. I don't know. Like, to me, Jonas... I would say the the reason it would be hard for me to, as someone, The Giver is like one of my absolute favorite books. It was the first book I remember reading in school that I loved and I read through the whole thing without them like telling me to. Like I read through that whole thing, but like the character of Jonas isn't as interesting as like what he goes through, but like, isn't, isn't Janet her actually what's so awesome?
2: I think so. I think that's what's tricky is because I'm, I'm basically thinking about the same thing in my head just yet in reverse where like Jonas is the lead of his own story. Janet is uh is on the journey with the characters, but she is not like the main character. She's not the characters that need to learn the lesson to have the biggest change. She has changed throughout that journey, but she is not in need of change. She becomes a unique Janet from everything that's happened. But yeah, you would say like, I mean, she's one of the greatest characters from that media. But on the other hand, you have Jonas who essentially like disrupts you basically disrupts this dystopia it's a the giver is a dystopia is a light a very light Mm -hmm. dystopian novel and you have this character if we're looking at if we're looking at things characters have done janet does help our our crew in the good place in a number of ways um but in a like in regards to like achievement liberating a society giving letting a whole group of people realize what it means to be human and being being the the person who fights against that, I think it, that's what's tricky. Is that for me? It's coming down to Jonas is a lead, yeah. Janet is a side character, but yeah, that's so crazy how they both got picked in this battle at the same time because they are incredibly similar, like on journeys.
0: Hear me out. Powers, right? If Jonas becomes the giver, he gives memories by giving people massages. Janet doesn't have to okay. do that.
1: Right? She can just she can just like snap her fingers or whatever. Janet She's is just, very powerful. Have. Yeah, she doesn't that's have to true. be like, "Yeah, Christian, let me massage your back," you know? I will say actually that's that almost is a better, more interesting thing about Janet because typically speaking, OP characters can be kind of boring, but Janet is interesting in spite of her ability to be able to do everything. In fact, her ability to be able to do everything is often not the interesting thing about her. It's the fact that she falls in love with someone like the dumbest person in the universe (laughs) in some ways. Yeah, Uh, Because she sees, like, a beauty inside and beyond all of those, like, messy, bad things that other people don't see. And, like, that's what's so compelling about Janet, That's true.
2: Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, I'm 100% Janet. I'm 100% Janet.
1: Yeah, I think... I think, you know, what's interesting about this is it's actually in some ways kind of similar to the Darth Vader, the, like, last match we just had, Darth Vader versus Michael, where it's, like, part of, like, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, and Michael, I mean, he is, you you have another lead versus this sort of side character, but unlike someone like Jonas, Anakin actually has this incredible long story, and it's not just him being, like, a cog in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the, that's the difference here. It's like Jonas doesn't actually have that. It's yeah. just his journey. Yeah. It's not him. Yeah. But Anakin is compelling. Darth Vader is incredibly compelling. Um, but Janet has gotta be more compelling. To
0: me, it's also uh part of it feels like they took it's like a you know, they took kind of like these themes and stuff from Jonas's story and kind of like made it even better. I think a little more like a modernization of it, which I think comes across like I don't know. It just it's just like a modern take on it.
1: Which yeah. I think is cool no, and refreshing. I, I would agree. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. Um, I'm ready to call it. Is everyone else ready? Yep. I'm ready. Emily, would you do the honors for our first?
2: Remind me again, the phrasing.
1: Oh, we don't have any real phrasing. Oh. We're always making this up as we go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then, then round one of stage one of the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast goes to Janet from The Good Place.
0: That's right. All right. Now let's see. who is Who will Janet fight? Will she claim victory in, in episode one of Division One of Season Three and make it to the finals? Janet will be going yep. up against who, Christian? Christian's pulling out the name
1: right now. Potentially. You know, we two don't names. have phrasing, but I like that Emily called it Stage One. I like that too. All right. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we. So, so I sent you guys a thing, I sent it to Matt the other day. By next week we'll have added a lot of names to this because I feel like we only have big hitters left in this bowl right now. <laughs> uh the first the first person up, Samurai Jack. Oh dang. Uh, so uh <gasps> Oh yeah, we, man. We, we, we need <laughs> we need a couple people that aren't this incredible. Um but it wouldn't be the ultimate fiction. Give me someone right I now.
0: Suppose. Give me like uh the craft mac and cheese dinosaur.
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And and unfortunately, it's someone that has an incredibly similar uh, plot device in his journey to Samurai Jack, another time-traveling uh, journeyman, Doc Brown. Oh, back to the Oh, Future.
0: my gosh. Christian, why are you doing this to us?
1: It's not me. It's the bucket.
0: <laughs> okay, so fight two, Samurai Jack versus Doc Brown. Let's go. Where do we start with this? This feels like a finale episode. What the heck, dude?
1: I mean, I'm just let me intro Samurai Jack. Let me just do it quick because I feel like this is we're gonna have to try to compare these two a lot. So maybe we should try t- describing them less because they're both so good. Uh, Samurai can you Jack do it as Haku? Comes... can you? No, okay. <laughs> I can't. Um, for a variety of reasons that might be inappropriate. Oh, that's a good point. That's honest. a good point. <laughs> but that being said, um. Samurai Jack, he's a time-traveling adventurer who tried to save his home. Uh, I believe it's like the feudal era of Japan, and he fails. And he fails. He loses it to this demon sorcerer, Aku, who launches him into the future because he knows Samurai Jack's the only man who could stop him in this time while he was not powerful enough. And so Jack, in the future, needs to now overcome this world riddled with future tech Aliens mutants and governed and run by this demon sorcerer who's around for thousands of years now so that he can defeat them, go back in time, sapaku and undo everything. He is a time traveling journeyman to like the fullest extent. That's right. Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about Doc Brown?
2: All right let me break you this I'm, I'm gonna break this down Doc Brown he's he's got a dog <laughs> named Einstein. He is a man of time, and yet out of time, because his ideas and his views are are not something that are accepted by, by his own current time, or even in any other times he really travels to until he finally uh, concludes his journey. But look, I mean, some may say that the fact that he is, like, best friends with a young boy may be weird. You know what? They're just pals. They're just pals. You know what? Doc Brown probably doesn't even have friends. And so Marty sees the good person and doc and thus doc party with like his inventions everything he's doing um i mean the man invents time travel not only he invents time travel and then does it and then does it again and then does it again so he can go back in time and and stay in the past so then he doesn't create but yeah he the, you can't think about it you can't think about it <laughs> linear, <laughs> linearly linearly Avengers Endgame tries to do that. You can't do it. Uh, but basically, he he's a person who works so hard to better the world through his inventions. It's not just about him getting the success. It's like him creating things creatively and improving the future. And ultimately, he realizes that while he is a very tech-heavy person... It is it is love It is family. It is the past and it is acceptance that like he is like what he needs. And so he gives up everything to live in the West. That's the power of love. Power of love. And
0: I I will say right now, Emily, um, better at time travel than Samurai Jack.
1: Because Samurai Jack doesn't know how to go back. (laughs) Can't go back uh,
2: to the past. D- <laughs> Samurai right. Jack.
1: Did everyone see the final season, Samurai Jack? Yes. Okay. I need. I didn't finish uh,
0: it. I need to finish it still.
1: Oh, so I got halfway through it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> you finish it. I know. Um, yeah.
2: There's a big thing we can't talk about. I don't mind.
1: Emily, then you just gonna watch you, it if you want to. Uh, spoiler warning, but I mean, come on, that goes without being said here on UFC. Yeah. Uh, Emily, actually, if you want to just walk walk him through the the end, give him a truncated version.
2: Okay, I haven't I you gotta correct me if I'm wrong. Um this is sure. from what I remember. Um I believe that because I watched it in clips, namely, and then I rewatched it. But um I believe, yeah, Jack and uh Aki, who is one of the daughters of Aku, mm-hmm. yeah. he mm-hmm. eventually yeah. throughout this throughout this final season, Aki kinda goes from being a daughter of Aku to really seeing the good person that Jack is, that he's not this kind of evil person that she's been raised to kill. He's actually a really good person. They actually fall in love. And so they defeat Aku. They're then sent back to the past. And uh, they're about to, like, Jack, basically, they're about to get married. You see this beautiful traditional uh, Japanese wedding ceremony happening. And then she essentially dies. Because now that Jack is in the past and none of the stuff in the future happens, she doesn't exist. And so Jack is left alone. She got Marty McFly. Yeah.
1: Remember Marty McFly was going to disappear? Oh my God.
2: Christian, your magical similar hands have picked two rounds of similar people.
1: <laughs> this is the, the UFC. The UFC podcast is basically just uh, a like secret instructional on the fact that there's like really only like twelve different like like types of characters, and everyone is like one of twelve kinds of characters. <laughs> like it's, it's like or it's like everyone's basically the same. They just we're exploiting fiction <laughs> but, <laughs> every <yeah>. single time. <laughs> it's it's but it's crazy because actually, if you think about it. Um, Aku is actually almost more like Doc Brown.
2: Yeah, he is the and device. He is the time is Marty. Tra- yeah, he is the time travel device.
1: But actually, Aku is is really is really Biff in Back to the Future too. Right. Because you get evil Biff world, which is basically where we live now. Yeah. And Marty and Doc have to go fix that. But um, man, it is it is weird the parallels, but also the the way they're different is what kind of sets them apart. And then I guess. What's interesting about that to me is we're going to have to figure out which of these is a better character because it's like, was well, it the more interesting character? Is it the more dynamic character? Is it the person who we think is good? Because with last season with a technically a villain winning, like it's not necessarily about being the best person because the thing I would say is personally, I love Samurai Jack and he's a more fully fleshed out character and his journey is so epic because it's really just one big story. Mm-hmm. Um And obviously, like, Back to the Future is so much more truncated. And Doc Brown is almost a side character, but obviously he's not. But in many ways, he kind of is. Yeah. Uh, But, like, what little we get of Doc Brown is so chaotic and messy. And his character goes through so much of a journey of, like, well, we're going to do it because we can and to see what would happen. And then we're going to fix it because I care about you. Like, now we're going to go do a thing because I need to help someone that I care about. And now we, know we need to go do a thing because we shouldn't have done that, and that caused another problem. And it's just like he's just constantly trying to make up for his mistakes, Doc Brown, whereas Samurai Jack is constantly trying to undo something that was done to him and the rest of society. Um, you I know, will what- say
2: this: I think, I think, I think Jack. I think the world learns from Jack, where Doc Brown learns from the world. I think the future needs Jack to kind of bring it back to its heart. Jack brings like love and compassion and and peace back to this, this chaotic, dark, dystopian future. Where Doc Brown, I mean, one of the best moments is when marty's like you're going to like he's basically trying to tell him that you're going to die in the future i don't want you to die because you're my friend and doc in the past is like you cannot tell me this you can't mess with time and he's so stubborn and he's like i just don't get this kid but then there's the moment where like you see towards the end of the movie when he goes back and we re-see doc brown getting shot by the libyans Mm -hmm. and it turns out he did have a bulletproof vest underneath because he's like i you know what I was wrong, you were right, and I trust you. And to me, like that is such a great a great character Yeah, like you said, we see these growth moments from this chaotic being uh in every movie. Namely in one which, and three.
1: <laughs> which not to besmirch Doc Brown, but it's wild that the plot device to how he gets radioactive material to create his time machine is he gets it from terrorists.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was slightly problematic. <laughs>
1: It's. I mean, the whole thing we just all accepted that at this point.
0: <laughs> you know, to me, I think having someone impact the world is a bit stronger. Ah, uh, like Jack's journey, it seems a bit more powerful. But, um, I would. But Doc's is more fun. So that I'm. I'm a little tossed up here. But I think Jack is. Is what I like about it is that even in this kind of you know, it's it's literally taking a, the samurai story and putting it in this crazy futuristic world. And it's still at the center of it. It's still a samurai
1: story. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's the hero's journey through and through Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But here's, here's actually the thing about that is everything he does. No one will know because when he defeats Aku in the past, all of it goes away. I know it's extremely lonely. It is extremely lonely. He has the, like same with doc Brown, like everything doc Brown has done. Now he prevents this terrible future no one will know about it. And I guess the difference there what's interesting to me about it is is looking at the end of it, right? Is Doc Brown learned his lesson, but like he he changed they changed in such different ways like Jack is going to go back to his old home and world and like they'll everyone will just know that he defeated Aku and that's it. But with Doc Brown, he's got a family now and he's got a time traveling train.
0: That's that. That can't be. Uh, that it's gotta be hard to maneuver.
2: Yeah, it I think have- that, I think that was like a one-time deal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's but he did get it to hover. Um. That's true. I mean, it's basically like a trained Tardis.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Guys, this is a hard one. This is hard. This is a very tough call. Um,
2: I'm uh, you like know, a toss up. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> I, I who I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, Who would you guys, like, trust with your kids more?
2: I mean, ultimately, Jack (laughs) saves the world. He saves the past. (laughs) He saves the present. He saves the future. Doc Brown did a fun thing. Marty messed it up. Messed it up a little. They went back to the Wild West. And I guess time travel still exists because that Doc Brown still exists in Marty's time up until a certain point and then now exists in the past. But still, yeah, I think I think if you look at, like, grand scope of, like, who had a more positive and powerful impact, time travel, great, but saving the world from an incredibly powerful evil.
0: Uh, like, catchphrases. Yeah. Which- catchphrases, though. I think Doc Brown's got the catchphrase game on lock. Great, Scott. Where we're going, we
1: don't need roads. I think... Yeah, this is tough. I, I'll i say this. It sounds like you guys might be leaning Samurai Jack. And if that's the case, I believe that's also where I am leaning. But I do want to give credit where credit's due. 100%. Doc Brown does save the world from an incredible evil in
2: the, Donald Trump. Back the
1: future. Yeah. And Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> we need this man right now. We need Doc Brown now. Hashtag Doc funny that's my that's my presidential election that's my not you know i wasn't
1: gonna be the one to say it but i'm glad solid else did. And, uh, well no the that's,
2: funny, what the, that's, the, what the, that's what the, that's what the play wrote it's hundred
1: percent it's wild absolutely it's amazing what the insane. world series winners uh, can do for you you know, you know it's um get, get you the like presidency like people, the, mul- the whole multiverse idea of just like a limited universe where everything happens. It's like, okay, there's a universe where Star Wars really happens. It's like, well, there's a universe where someone makes a, a science fiction movie and then 30 years later, it basically happens. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy thing. But credit where credit's due, he did stop a terrible evil. And he did multiple times put his own life on the line when he gets himself electrocuted. That's true. To save time, that was a big deal. He he understood, I think, the ramifications of what he had done, and he was willing to pay the price for it.
0: I mean, that you know, just the build-up on that on the clock tower scene is one of the is still to this day, even like even when I rewatch it, one of the most tense, like ten five ten minutes of a movie I've ever seen, where just every time like little thing goes wrong, little thing, little thing, after little, I'm like,
1: oh my god, like he's got
0: he got to go back.
1: That's true. I don't I. I I'm I'm kinda of willing to, to err on whatever side you guys are headed towards. I, Gosh, I feel so pretty hard. torn. It's really on this it's one. really
0: hard. I I I honestly I'm leaning towards Samurai Jack.
1: Yeah. I'm I just leaning think, towards I think... Samurai
2: Jack so who would you trust with your child? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but seeing what he did with Marty McFly, that's an easy answer. Yeah. Um <laughs> you know, and there is one thing that hasn't been said and I, I will give this these points to it because We did talk about how Samurai Jack affected the world around him, but I think he actually learned a lot. He wasn't just this like stoic person the whole time. Like, remember like the little guys he meets that jump and he's like, oh, I can jump too. Like, let me learn what you do. And like, he's very um, thoughtful with all these different cultures and people and he's non-judgmental, even though like some of them are robots and some of them are like weird creatures and monsters. And
2: And treat him badly. He never treats other people badly when they treat him badly.
1: Yeah, and he's always willing to give people a chance and learn from them. So I think, I think that is is a big point in his side that Doc Brown kind of doesn't have. He doesn't have that same zeal for humanity yeah. in the way that Doc Brown necessarily did.
2: I mean, yeah, Doc Brown did get to keep his love interest, so he he did win in that end.
0: That's true. That's true. I'm I'm willing yeah. to call it, man. I'm ready to call it. You call it, Matt. Uh, you do it. Well. Sorry, Doc Brown, but it looks like you're out of time. <laughs> We're That's moving the on Samurai Jack. <laughs> 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 I like. <laughs> <little hits. laughs>
2: we did the wrong one. Doc Brown lost. <laughs> uh,
0: movie movie endings where the heroes lose but the music still plays triumphantly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, well, it's not over yet. That's right. It's Samurai Jack versus Janet.
2: Two Js enter. One J must leave.
1: It's the Js. Yeah, Doc Brown must have known this wasn't happening for him today. He's the only one here without a J. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. well. Well, we don't need to intro him. We don't. We can just, just get, just get right, right down it. to it. I mean, look. Samurai Jack and Janet both have incredible universe world saving ramifications of their actions. So we can essentially throw aside their journeys mm-hmm. and just figure out as a character, as a personality, who is more interesting dynamic wh- whatever, whatever classifications feel most important to us because that's that's really all you know, it's like uh, cool, you both saved the universe. Yeah, exactly. Now that doesn't matter now. Right. Right.
0: Right. Um, you know, what you know what, what what's cool about Janet is that like she knows everything but like
1: i don't know no she doesn't at the (laughs) same (laughs) time i know i know what you're going towards dr manhattan
2: she's being above us yet becomes one of the most human of us yet samurai jack is like a dude who does become powerful but is still just a man janet is otherworldly or is above us yet is not above us
1: but and but in spite of those things, like because those things are just dressings too. Like those things for Janet are just dressings for the plot, and like that's still never the like interesting thing. Like Janet being able to call up any answer to a question you have for her is not what's like fun about her. It's, it's like a setup when to, she breaks rules. It's a setup
0: to the show's premise, which is f- philosophy. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Right. And with Samurai Jack, I guess the philosophy of his character is about like doing the right thing and learning from others. And with Janet, what's interesting is there was never a clear answer as to what the right thing was. Whereas in Samurai Jack, I feel like it's a lot more black and white because it's just like there is an ultimate evil. This is an evil sorcerer. There is no, there is no like working with the bad guys in Samurai Jack in the way that there is really with Janet. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, the opposite. You, we is, get a little of that with Aki,
1: I guess, but...
2: But no, I think it's, I mean, but even Aki eventually, like, it has become good versus evil. It's just, like, redemption arc from good, from bad to evil. But yeah, and Janet is, like, there is is no pure good, there is no pure bad. Everything is shades of gray. It is simply the human, what it is to be human is to make the best of everything and just try to be the best person you can be.
0: You know, to me, um, oh, man, this is a hard (laughs) one, but to me, like, I feel like Jack's trials like were, I, I just really appreciate his journey more because he, he hits so many failures, like almost dies to me. I felt like Janet, every single time Janet, the, that crew, including Janet would run into an issue. It was just like, there was clearly like, it was kind of like an easy resolve. Well, like Jack, I feel like really sits with failure and sits with that. Like I, and I, and he, he, he grows from this truly you know, this this true moments of desperation and failure um, that I don't think I've seen, like, Janet go through. Not saying that doesn't make her a great character, but to me, like, I, I, I feel like
1: I really appreciate that on Jack's journey. Okay, so this is interesting, because to me, I was going to say almost the opposite thing about Janet. Not about Samurai Jack. Of course, everything you said about Samurai Jack is correct, but with Janet, the, the biggest plot device at the end of the series is her trying desperately to save the universe, to save humanity, to save her friends. Like, they'll be Janets again. She doesn't have to worry about it. Like, it's not an issue for Janet, but it is an issue for every experience she's had with all of these people. And that was important to her. And try as hard as she could. In fact, she, she was in league with every other Janet in existence to slow and stop the universe from being, you know, reset by the judge. She could not do it. It took... The humans that essentially, like in many ways, also kind of abused her and used her as a tool, like reset her constantly to improve her and use her like abilities. She, they were the thing that had to save humanity. Like she struggled as hard as she could, and she couldn't actually do it on her own. She needed the other people to do it with her. Like she had, she was only able to be a part of that solution. Which, is, is, on, like Samurai which is like a
2: pretty human thing, too, if you think about it. Like, yes. not one person can save the world by themselves. The most human thing is to admit or to see that, like, I'm not strong enough to do this. I need others.
1: And, and, and that's, that's so crazy because she knows everything, right? She mentions that she, she experiences time differently. If you watch the more recent Watchmen, it's like Doctor Manhattan. and Yet, she's still, like, as things happen, she she has to go through that experience, whether or not she has knowledge of it. And so, like, when she loses Jason, that was really hard on her, and then it turns out Jason didn't actually leave. Uh, or, like, you know, there, was, there were all these kinds of things that happen. Um, but, but the most important thing was that, like, every time they needed Janet for something, whether or not that was something she was supposed to do, it was always, like, a question of, am I helping my friends? Right? Because she should have been listening to Michael, but she still hid the note in her mouth because she's like, well, I'm helping humans, so that's fine, even though they already reset me, and then they're going to reset me again, and then I'm going to get reset like thousands of times. And like, she experienced loss, she experienced love, she even tried to create like a, a partner for herself. Um, that being said, I don't know if that's enough to also beat Samurai Jack, but I do think it's worth noting like her experiences in essentially displaying the human condition. Like she was like a blank slate that like went through the pain of life to learn yeah. what it is to be like a, a person, um, whereas Jack already kind of lost like he's lost his family, he lost everything, and then he was just like fighting to get back, you know. Like it, they had two very tangible like different goals. Um, Emily, what what where are you? Where are I you mean, at this? I'm
2: I'm leaning I towards know. Janet. That's just my gut. My gut is going Janet.
1: And
0: and where are you Matt? I'm leaning towards Jack, man. I, <laughs> okay. I'm leaning, I know this is the first, This is crazy because like we do have a we do have a third person, Guess. but like I'm happy first either you way. Call it. I, I I I just really think that Jack's journey, it's like he's carrying out traditional like kind of feudal storytelling that we don't really get to see too. So like there's that aspect of it that in Western culture, like we're, we're bringing this kind of motif into it that we don't really get. So I, I don't know, to me, that's like, I think that's really, really cool. Um, ah. I
2: mean, well, to me, I see Janet as a really unique character and that Jack is this kind of the, this kind of stereotypical, the hero that has lost everything and now has nothing else to lose, but will keep fighting where Janet is this unique creature where it's like, this is an AI That, like you said, is reset by people, is trying to learn what it means to be human, has this infinite power, but doesn't really use it a lot. And it's such a unique character in this story, one that we don't see a lot in storytelling, um, which is really, really fun.
1: Yeah, it is tough because they are both essentially heroes journeys in different ways. They're both also the story of like stranger in a strange place. Yeah, but she doesn't there's no one else like her, even if there's other Janet's, there's still there's no one else like this Janet especially because of the fact that she was a good Janet pretending to be in a fake good like so all of those things are 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 so similar to the fact that like Jack is flung into this other world I will say that Janet and Jack are also both seemingly propelled by like their coding like in hers like I guess she's not like technically an AI or a robot but she's like whatever that'd be the easiest way to describe it Um, she never really told us what she was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not a girl, but... Just an uh, entity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Jack was like the same thing. Like, it, they both, but they both are like this person out of time, out of place, and alone, and trying to find their way in this reality, with the difference being Jack knows where he's going and what he's doing, and he just has to push forward. It's like he's propelled by time and by the plot in a way. To get to where he needs to be. Um, And I'd say the difference between them is Janet, I don't think is propelled the same way that Jack is because she doesn't know where she's going. Like she doesn't have a goal. Janet is just existing and dealing with existence as it comes at her. Um,
2: It's your call.
1: Oh, I don't like that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you that you know Christian I don't want you to just cave because I because because we're we're in a weird place either here. I mean uh, either is
2: going to be a great pick. That's the yeah, thing. We've got two great characters. Here's
1: where here's where I'm stuck, so that you can both see where I am coming at this. Because they both essentially have heroes' journeys, they're both stranger in a strange space, and they're both like we don't get a lot of strong I mean, nowadays we are getting a lot more of them, but we don't get a lot of strong female characters, we don't get a lot of strong right, women. Right in media and she is one of the smartest most clever and interesting and also like they point out she's not a woman she might look like a woman and it's just like it, it's so representative of so many things and jack is, is similar like yes it's a man but it's not a white man which guess what we don't have a lot of those heroes um and it's the hero's journey and it's like a samurai story which has is something that like the hero's journey isn't it really like in many ways you could say comes from things like the odyssey but um much of that like feudal like samurai storytelling turned into like cowboys and then turned into things like star wars it's rarely shown in its original form which samurai jack is and so it's like it's this weird like which one which one deserves which of these characters deserves to be classified as the better character when they're both kind of serving i, similar I will plot say devices? i will
0: say that thinking about it for janet is that there I, you know there i feel like that we have seen characters that you know are basically ai that kind of become sentient and human and feel and stuff yes but i think the the take on it is very is unique uh and like yeah. i've never seen a take on that on it like that before you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean discussing this now like i love data but there's almost part of me that looks at janet and wonders if if in some ways because data like tried to become more human yeah, like it was almost a was goal his of goal. his and yeah, and I don't think that was for Janet. It's just something that happened yeah. as she just learned to care. And Janet's and definitely like... like
2: more powerful than Data. Like Data's like an android android. But oh, she... yes. Let da- me uh, forget her name for a second. Janet is like, yeah, this outworldly, not created by man entity. I think that's why it's the difference between her and a robot. It's like, no, she's not created by man. She's not an advanced technology that man has created in its own image. She is this... This other beast that has AI-like Matt, qualities, but is not an AI. Uh,
1: all right. Matt, I got to say this. I think, honestly, I'm, I'm starting to think about it. And I think the fact that, like, Jack is the hero character. And that is not a knock against him. But I think the fact that, like, Janet's is such a compelling character and she's an ensemble character. And she has this journey there's like something about that. I get that. That it's like, it wasn't her story. Yeah. Like she had a story in the story. Yeah. Yeah. But Jack's thing, like literally the show is called Samurai Jack. It is about Samurai Jack. It's not called the good Janet. every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, I would watch Janet, but only if it was like a late night talk show. Yeah. Um, and it's all, it takes place inside of Janet. So it's just like a white room. <laughs> kind of like a space. Kind of thing. just Janet's interviewing Janet's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just Janet interviewing Janet's. She is doing the impression of the actors that are coming on as guests.
0: <laughs> oh, I, you know, um, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I think it's hard It's hard
1: Jack. to admit, dude. Don't get me wrong. Christian, I thought this was going to so be a fun, similar. lighthearted episode. I, thought- I know. I know. <laughs> It's my fault for saying that at the start. I was just thinking that, but <laughs> you like, jinxed it. like I opened the episode like beginning of the season. We can have fun with this. Doc Brown, Janet, Jonas, Samurai. Jo- like, what is this? <laughs> um, I don't know. I got I got I got to go with Janet.
2: I'm happy and... with
0: that. I think that's a gr- I think that's a good call. Either of these would have been a good call, and I'm glad that you
1: guys fought for Janet because I I think you're right.
2: I'm I'm team Janet. team
1: team uh, team cockroach. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the
1: winner. Um. Of Division
0: 1, of Season 3, Episode 1, is Janet from The Good Place. Sorry, Jack. Looks like, uh, you know, you're going back to the land of (laughs) Aku. I don't know. I I had a bad one. It looks like you're going to have to keep looking for another time portal. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. What the heck? That was our first
1: episode. Man.
2: I hope, I, hope, I hope not. I hope you're right about that jar. I hope there are less OP people in that jar. Well, is... we're gonna
1: have to. We're gonna have to refill the jar. Look, I know. But I know some people are putting
0: in already, and they're pretty fun. So yes. So watch out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are because we still have just the original two seasons worth of people in here. So that we're down to like seventy p- names in here. Which, um, speaking of which, let's go ahead and pull the next names, and then by next time we will have. That's right. Quite a few more added. That's right. All right, here's go. Yeah. Next episode. That was not what I was expecting for the season premiere. <laughs> Emily, doesn't
0: Christian's hair look nice? He cut it his, his, uh, himself. Or Therese cut yeah, it. Therese, Therese, cut cut it. Therese cut my hair. What?
2: Let me see. It's it's popping between whoever's talking at the same time.
1: Oh, well, then I will just make sure to talk for you You here. look like a Supercuts so,
0: poster.
2: Dang, it looks really... She did that fade really, really nice.
1: Yeah, man. It was fortunate that I knew... Like exactly what numbers on the Clippers? Yeah, on the Clippers.
2: That's good. I get, so I've told Adam I've styled wigs before, but he then stared at me and said, "I'm not a wig," <laughs> and then <laughs> walked out of the room. <laughs>
1: I was actually not worried about it for that reason, and I bet you would be good at it too because I think people that are good um, with art and making things are so detail oriented that you're like careful. And you, 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 haven't you like sewed and make costumes? And yeah, stuff? well, I've,
2: I've done cosplay like wigs. No I've cut wigs it. before. Yeah, I've, I've, I've trimmed it. stuff and whatnot. I get it, though. I, I get it. I'll let um, him make that call. But tell us about these new, these new fighters. This is a name I wish I'd
1: come up today. Our first name: Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> Fudgy the Whale, if you're not familiar with Fudgy the Whale, Fudgy the Whale is the uh, mascot whale for Carvel soft serve ice cream.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just saw the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the guy who goes, who? <laughs> <My head. laughs> well, I can't wait.
1: I can't wait. Fudgy the Whale is, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys had Carvel ice cream out here. There's like mm-hmm. one. In Westwood, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But they do have the ice cream cakes and the ice cream cake of Fudgy the Whale, which you can find in most supermarkets, is amazing. Oh Littlefoot. Oh. oh I love Littlefoot. He's the best. That's great. Uh,
2: okay. So Littlefoot's going up against and
1: Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> Fudgy the Whale, two animals, two animals going Those up against the Those are some two
2: this- two cute powerhouses.
1: Alright, we are three for three with animals here. We got Snoopy. Oh, cool. Dang. We got Snoopy. Who's going up against? I hope this is just another animal episode. This would be great. It's uh, in a way, it's an animal. <laughs> uh, it, it's horrifying to imagine these four characters in a room together because it's the xenomorph from Alien.
2: Oh gosh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what um, Snoopy
2: versus the xenomorph? I think this is like the dream. That is the dream. Yeah, it certainly is. That's what it's the show is made of
1: it's the one people have been talking about for generations we keep getting tweets
0: about it everyone's asking when is snoopy versus xenomorph
1: (laughs) the red baron versus versus alien who who knew uh that's amazing wow um emily these folks at home have heard a million times about where they could find that myself that's right how about you Where can the people find you?
2: Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at frankly underscore Emily and on Instagram at frankly underscore Emily with an extra little underscore. Uh, Hopefully during this quarantine, I finish revamping my website and you can find all my articles, videos, you name it there. Uh, Yeah, I do a video games podcast with Matt called Hip for Naeem. And then I also do a Mass Effect tabletop RPG podcast called Mass Effect Adventum. So if you're That's looking right. for some RPGs, uh, give that one a listen. It's a really really fun. Time. Uh, the writers of Mass Effect seem to uh, like it and now follow us on Twitter, which is I, wild. I think they
0: listen, dude. I think
1: they listen to it. It's, which is awesome. And,
2: and the hopefully, fact that we'll get
1: a Mass Effect character this season on UFC. We yeah. Should.
2: I feel like I, I I might submit a character, and I know who I would submit.
1: Uh, Matt, guys, yeah, you can find me at the
0: Matt Acevedo on the socials and you can find me as along with Emily on those podcasts that she mentioned. So make sure to check them out. Woo.
1: And I am at Christian underscore Humes. You can find me on watch world where I talk about, we just finished, we're finishing up this week, I guess we'll be, uh, we just finished Westworld, and we're going to be moving on to uh, rewatching and then talking about all the James Bond movies Ooh. Uh, until we do something else after that. Um, Christian do once upon a podcast with me. What is that? Oh, oh do, uh, my uh, gosh. Are you talking about once upon of... a
2: time? <laughs>
1: That's right. Oh. That's right. <laughs> Oh, I never watched. Oh that.
0: man, I it saw so the whole series. We could we could do that. Let's oh on a podcast. Think if you get bored. Kristen, Kristen Bell in that? Uh, no, she's not in it. It's a. Uh, no, it's the girl from. Uh,
2: it's another There's... blonde woman.
0: She's from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay. okay. She was one of the Ted's girlfriends.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. That might be a heck of a trip. Um. <laughs> there is also unranked podcast. We're talking about video games, but uh, more importantly find me here next week on the ultimate Fitch with character podcast
2: with season three episode two that's right let's do it baby